Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today, on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by Father Casey Cole, a Franciscan friar whose YouTube channel is called Breaking in the Habit. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and Father Casey Cole joins me now. Father Casey is a Franciscan friar ordained to the priesthood on June 22, 2019. He graduated in 2011 from Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina, with a bachelor's degree in religious studies and a minor in poverty studies. Father Casey became acquainted with the Franciscans through his participation in a Furman University spirituality group. He entered the Order of Friars Minor in August of 2011 and professed his final vows in August of 2017. Father Casey was ordained to the priesthood in June of 2019. Father Casey Cole is known for his use of social media to promote the priesthood and the Franciscan way of life. He runs his own online blog and YouTube channel called breakinginthehabit.org. And he said that YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram offer an opportunity to preach and teach in a wider way, allowing him to reach a much younger and often less church demographic. Father Casey is the author of two books called What Happens After Saying Yes to God, and another book called Let Go, Seven Stumbling Blocks to Christian Discipleship. He regularly gives talks throughout the country on evangelization and vocations, and we're very happy to have him here with us today. Joining us now to tell us about his call to the priesthood, and his use of social media to evangelize. I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, Casey Cole. We are here with Father Casey Cole, OFM. We'll be talking a lot about his uh, his work in social media, about some books he's written, about his ministry at, at present. But let me tell you why I'm having Father Casey Cole on to our listeners around the country. When you've been at this work for a long time, as I have, and you come across someone of great energy, enthusiasm, who's got great promise for the church, I want all of our listeners to get to know Father Casey Cole and also to listen to him. He's got great stuff online, and we'll talk about some of that. First of all, Father Casey, thank you for choosing to be a priest. Oh, thank you very much for having me. My pleasure, my vocation. I want to ask you something about the family of origin. We all come from particular families that make us the people we are. Tell us something of the Cole family. Yeah, the Cole family is an interesting bunch. Um, my mom's side is a very large Irish Catholic family from Philadelphia. So I grew up very culturally Catholic, understanding all the, the holy days and all the things you're supposed to do and uh, just being surrounded by it. Uh, my dad's side was not as religious growing up, but uh, certainly had that uh, smaller, intimate sense of faith. And so both my parents added a little bit to my life. And their reaction to this uh, wonderful son saying he wanted to give his life over to the church, great support or hoping it would pass? Yeah, great support. My parents have been supportive of myself and my two siblings, my two sisters, all throughout our lives, understanding that we're all different. And so they treated us differently, which was great. And they just wanted the best for us and for the world. And they found that here for me in the priesthood. Now, let me ask, we have a couple of guys in our parish who are in the seminary now. And my one concern was that the vocation should be theirs 
and not their parents. So in the same way, in terms of faith development, uh, our parents give us this beautiful seed of faith and they nurture it and that's wonderful. But was there some point in the journey where the faith became not just the one you inherited from family, but became Casey's? Absolutely, yeah. I, th I think my parents encouraged me growing up. Um, it was not something that I took to very, very early on. I never wanted to be a priest. My mom even jokes now that she encouraged me to be an altar server and I wanted nothing to do with that as a kid. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't say it's my parents uh, necessarily pushing me to this. It was um, a summer in college where I lived in an intentional community. I lived at the church and I worked at the church and I could pray and eat and work together with my peers for the, the kingdom, basically. And mm -hmm. it really changed my perspective on what church could be, on fraternal life, on intimacy, um, that I had always thought about it as simply me and one other woman having a child and family and all that. But I realized in intimacy could be in our work. It could be in our ministry. It could be in our prayer. That was, for me, a, a high-opening moment. Okay, let's talk about prayer since that's the, the, the ground on which your vocation comes. Uh, Fulton Sheen, the great archbishop, said that he thought every priest in the world should have at least, uh, uh, at least a holy hour every day. You know and I know that we get caught up in great busyness, all doing good works, and it becomes harder and harder to make the time. So what is Casey Cole, who's super busy doing to make sure that he has a prayer life? Well, I can tell you it comes from the past of struggling with this that reminds me of what to do today. I entered the friars without a very strong prayer life. I knew who Jesus was, but we weren't particularly intimate. I was, <laughs> I was kind of a, a good worker for him, but I didn't know him very well. And so I decided during my novitiate that that needed to change. And so I got up before everyone else in the house, and I think it was a five, five or six in the morning, and I prayed every single morning in the quiet chapel. And it was a practice that you had to work at, and I am not a morning person, <laughs> but you just had to make the time and create the habit. And I found myself really struggling for the first month. And then the second month got a little easier. And then by the third month, I couldn't imagine not doing it. It had become so a part of who I was that to sleep in would seem like I was denying my very existence. And so you're right. Once you get into ministry, you get out of that nice cloud of novitiate. Mm -hmm. It becomes more difficult. And I found myself slipping away. But now as a priest, I have to remind myself, no, that's the foundation. And so for me, I set the time at night. Morning does not work well for me. But before I go to bed, I usually spend between half hour to an hour, uh, read the office of readings, pray for people I've met that day, um, mm -hmm. look at the scriptures for the next days. But that is sacrosanct. I never, never mix, miss that. Um, and then there's obviously some other times throughout the day. For our listeners around the country, Father Casey Cole has a, a website. He has videos that he presents to people. One of them that I heard recently that was uh, uh, funny but also troubling uh, reminded me of the importance of setting limits. Father Casey talked about accepting a funeral, and uh, it was a nightmare funeral in terms of where it took him and how it took him. I mentioned that particular video, though, Casey, because I wondered listening to it, and it sounded exactly like what a young relatively new priest would do, say yes to everybody, try to be a help to everyone you can. I get that. But have you learned yet how to set limits? It's a difficult question for sure. It's something I had a, a long reflection on a couple days ago on Labor Day, uh, thinking of what my labors are for and why <laughs> I labor and why I labor so much. Um, it's been weird in my first year of priesthood because half of it has been the pandemic. And so mm -hmm. admittedly, I haven't been overwhelmed in, I think, the ways most people would be in their first year of priesthood. But it's definitely something, you're right, that I struggle with because I signed up to be a worker. I signed up to serve people. 
And it's really difficult to say no when people want your help. If I've got energy, if I'm awake, why wouldn't I say yes? But I've heard many stories of priests that have struggled and uh, burned themselves out, and that's yeah. not good for anyone. And I've experienced a little bit of that myself. So prayer is always so important. Sleep is very important to me, making sure I get a certain number of hours every night. Otherwise, I'm useless the next day. And exercise. These things are not luxuries. They're important, essential parts of being a good minister. The first interview I did, Casey, many years ago was with a film director named Frank Capra, who produced many wonderful films like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I've always been impressed with the beginning of that film where the challenge to George Bailey is uh, not that he's physically sick, but that he's discouraged. You have this great enthusiasm for God, the things of God, for people. I want to see that go on and only grow. But how do you cope with the disappointments, the discouragements that come necessarily with priestly life? Yeah, luckily I had a really good mentor in college. And when I was entering the Friars, he gave me the bit of advice that I've always kept with me, which is that uh, the church as a human institution will let you down. As an eternal institution, it won't. But as mm -hmm. human beings, it'll let you down. Society will let you down. Politics will let you down. Your friends and family will let you down. You will even let yourself down at times. Hmm. But Jesus will never let you down. And so put your trust in him. And that's something I've really taken to heart. And I try to put my identity, my worth and everything in him, not what other people say, but what he says. And I'm always reminded of one of the admonitions of St. Francis of Assisi, who said, what someone is before God, that he is and nothing more. Mm. And so, especially being a public figure, being someone online, I hear a lot of praise. Oh, Father, you're the best thing ever. I hear a lot of criticism. Are you a real priest? You should leave the priesthood. <laughs> it it right, all comes right, with right. the territory. And I just have to remind myself, it doesn't matter in a sense what they say, it matters who Christ says I am. Well, that's a perfect segue. I had a wonderful bishop, I loved him very much, Bishop John McGann. And early in my priesthood, when I was uh, in my Casey Cole moments, uh, he would say to me, Jimmy, be aware of the green-eyed monster of the clergy. And he would talk about jealousy, resentment. Now, Casey, by choosing a public ministry, so public as you do, there are people who will take shots. First of all, what do you make of the fact that uh, in priests of all things, where we should be so mutually supportive, there can be jealousy, resentment. If Casey Cole is good, then I must not be as good, foolishness like that. What would you say to brother priests who in any way give over to the green odd monster? Yeah, I think the first part to remember is something I heard a bishop say at an ordination where he was talking to the soon-to-be ordained priest, and he said, you're about to lay down on the floor, lay down your life for Christ, and then you'll stand up and I'll ordain you priest. But he said, I want you to remember that when you stand up, you're not going to magically be a different person. Mm. You're going to bring your still, you're still going to have the same faults. You're going to still have the same talents. You are a human being. And the more that you give into your old faults, the more you're going to be a struggle with as a priest. But the more you let uh, Christ live through you, the more you're humble, the more you allow yourself to continue to grow, even though seminary is over, you're going to be a good priest. And so I would say, first of all, we all struggle and so deal with it. We're all human. But the other side of it, I, I would say, is we didn't sign up for this life to do what I wanted. <laughs> right. I think that's something that we always struggle with is my desires, my identity, my legacy. None of that can matter as a priest. The only thing that should matter is working for the kingdom of God. And I've heard many priests say, you know, when they wake up in the morning, they put their feet on the floor and they say, Lord, this whole day is yours. Tell me what you need. I hope to live up to that at least a couple days a week. Uh, it sounds like you're doing pretty good so far. Let me ask you another question that I, I hear from a lot of lay people. 
Casey Cole doing wonderful work as a priest. But what is it about your priesthood, Casey Cole, that you're doing that you couldn't do as a married, dedicated social worker, a doctor, um, layperson who's dedicated and involved in the church? Why ordination? Yeah, I've gotten that question a number of times where people say, what about the permanent diaconate, right? You could have the best of both worlds. You can have some of the sacramental life. You can have married life. I would say yes, to some extent. Obviously, you can't celebrate mass and some of those things. I would say fraternal life is something that is incredibly important to us. So as Franciscans, we live together as brothers. And while that is similar in the sense that it's still kind of a family life, it is different than married life. There is something about a brotherhood of men committed to the same mission that you can't find in married life. That is just simply different. I think there's uh, the vows people always see them as binding. You can't do this, can't do that. Right. Really, it's very freeing for me. I like, it's, it puts a fence around my life. And now I can play freely within that field. I know mm-hmm. where I can't go. And so I just, I do the best that I can within it. So, you know, poverty. Okay, well, you can't have this or that. Sure. But it shows me that I don't need to get in the rat race where I'm not caring about the next best thing, about the next gadget, buying this or that. If someone gives me money, I don't worry about saving it. I'll give it to the poor. I'll give it to my guardian. I'm not bound by those things. And I think that's a real luxury that we have, ironically enough, in this life. Uh, Speaking of poverty, could you speak to the other promises that you make? Uh, Poverty, chastity, obedience. How good are you at obeying? (laughs) Um, (laughs) At this point early in my life, I have not had too many explicit demands on me. Um, And so that's that's something that uh, comes throughout life every once in a while. I would say um, it's more of the day-to-day. I think you have to think of it as obedience to the brothers of that. Mm. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to be patient with them. I'm going to make sure that I'm not just an anonymous roommate living in this house, but I'm going to be open and honest with them and commit to them. That That's more difficult than the provincial calling and saying, I have a favor to ask of you. Right. That day in and day out commitment to each other. Were you at any point considering the secular priesthood? I wasn't. Um, my first introduction to discernment was with the friars that were at my college. Mm-hmm. And I kind of fell in love with them immediately. I loved their spirituality. I loved the work they were doing. So for me, I had found the order. The question was, did I want this or did I want married life? Yeah, okay. Uh, a funeral I have tomorrow will be for a 14-year-old who drowned. Uh, I'm wondering... When you get into the situations, Father Casey Cole, of being asked to explain the seemingly unexplainable, uh, what do you fall back on? Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one for sure. I don't know if I can give any uh, universal advice other than I don't know if that's the time to necessarily go into explanations. That's the time to console, and that's okay. the time to reminds people that they're loved and that God is with them and they may not understand it. I can't get into philosophy and theology at that time, right? but I can be a comforting person that says, I'm with you right now. Casey, take this the right way, but what you just said is an answer I'd expect from a guy who's ordained 25 years where you realize uh, it's just being present to people, not giving uh, cheap grace, but you have this old soul that gives you good answers early on. How come? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I would say um, I'm not particularly great at anything, but I think I'm a good listener. And so I I take in people's experiences. I'm very empathetic. And even if I haven't experienced it myself, I I kind of take it on as if I had. And so I think that does affect me. I'm very impressionable. So I hope that's helpful. Yes, yes. 
Uh, one of the things that uh, Father Casey Cole did when he was studying in college was he had his uh, major, which was in religious studies, but he had a minor, which I was intrigued by. I didn't know there was such a thing in poverty studies. Tell me about that. Very life-changing for me. It started my sophomore year. I was among the first class to be able to do it. And it was basically to look at the issue of poverty in society from the perspective of those who are poor, from the government standpoint, from economic standpoints, to ask the question, what does it mean to be poor? How do we affect this? And how does it affect those uh, who are afflicted by it? And so we had to take the introduction course that gave us kind of an overview, but you had to take a course in economics, uh, po political science, uh, sociology, um, ethics, kind of interdisciplinary, just to see all the many facets that go into this study. Father Casey Cole, OFM, is our guest. Father Casey, at this point in the show, I want to stop for my listeners who have listened and want to know more. Uh, how do they find out more about the, uh, the web activities and other things like the books you've written? Tell us where to find more about Father Casey Cole. Easiest way is to go to breakinginthehabit.org. It's breakinginthehabit.org. You'll find links to all of my social media outlets, uh, ways to purchase the book, and to contact me for interviews like this. Okay. Happily, our Holy Father has taken on the name of St. Francis. So I've got to stop and say to you, your priesthood is all about Pope Francis. I go back to earlier guys, but what's your impression as a young priest of this man and his attempts to, uh, to do good things for the church? What's your view on Pope Francis? Yeah, he's a really challenging figure. And I think in a really great way, he's something I think we saw right away as a man with integrity, someone who was going to sneak out of the, his papal residence to go feed the poor at night. That was a, a true shepherd that wanted to be among in solidarity. I think he, he challenges some of our Western notions of how authority works because he's, he's very much into collegiality. He doesn't want to just give the answer and say, this is the way it's going to be and lay down the law. He kind of wants people to discuss it and to even disagree with him. And I think we see that with some of the synods where maybe previous popes, for better or for worse, would have given very clear pronouncements. I don't, I don't yeah. want any confusion. Here's the truth. But Francis is saying, well, you know, I don't necessarily have it myself. I want us as church to go right. there together. And that's, it's challenging. People don't like that. And I think people right. are revolting right. against that. But I think that's the way the church has to go. Uh, you're certainly right about that. I go online and I find some of these websites that attack him for not giving absolute clarity. And I love the fact, uh, I was saying recently to Cardinal Supic, I wrote an article about 25 years ago uh, called Lacking Compassion, saying the church can teach what it wants to about gays, but at the end of the day, it should be at least merciful and filled with compassion so that they know they're welcome here. Well, I got vilified for that 25 years ago. And I said, Cardinal, what do you make of the fact that yesterday, Pope Francis could have said the same thing I said 25 years ago. And Cardinal Super said, well, we've made some progress. That's a good thing, you know? And, and I, I think that's a wonderful thing about him. Uh, let, me, let me ask you, what do you do when you run into people who are fairly uh, set in their ways? Some people might call rigid, uh, and they want the simple, clear, black and white answer. What do you say to them, Father Casey? Again, a very difficult question and the maybe million dollar question for our age. The, the studies have shown uh, that people are often not convinced by facts, as strange as that <laughs> is. They're not convinced by science or mathematics or being proven something. They're being convinced by how they feel about you. And so mm -hmm. that's a very difficult thing for me to, to get past because there is some truth to that, right? Like if you trust someone, if you see someone as on your side, you're more likely to believe them. It's a very subjective postmodern reality, right. 
but you kind of have to play into it. And so sometimes I find myself coming in like a bull in a china shop, just saying, no, you're wrong. Let me tell you how you're wrong. But as soon as I say that, it doesn't matter if I cite my sources afterwards, they're not going to trust me. And so that that's part of the humility that I have to learn is you got to befriend people before you can change their minds. And once again, a great lesson for Pope Francis, you can't proselytize. You can't just go up to someone and try to convert them. You got to listen to their story first before you right, even right. mention Christ. Otherwise, why would they listen to you? Father Casey Cole is our guest, and uh, in his ordination video where he talks about the day he was ordained, Father Casey points out that he lovingly invited many women to be part of the celebration, which was wonderful. Um, uh, I have a younger sister who's very much into the church. I have an older sister who's a lawyer and keeps saying to me, uh, what is there different between you, Jim, and I that I am denied access to the priesthood, even though I'm as smart as you and as talented and as gifted and as prayerful as you, and I'm blocked by my church? Um, it's inevitable, Father Casey Cole, that we're going to be asked that question. How do we let women know how important they are, even though the church seems at some level to be saying you're important within limits? Yeah, man, you're, you're bringing the tough questions for sure. I think um, the first part is I am a servant of the church, and so my opinion on the matter really doesn't matter. I, I am a representative, and so I have to kind of give the the explanation to the of the church of why Certain people can be ordained and certain people can't. And that's kind of unquestioned. Mm. But the other side of it, and there's something that my ordination uh, professor, my ordained ministry professor talked about, is we, we talk so much about what women can't do, but the church very rarely speaks up about what women can do. Mm -hmm. And women can do a tremendous amount of things that they're often not encouraged to do, that they're often not allowed to do. And so that was one of the things that I thought about with this ordination. I had seen ordinations where it, it was very devastating, where there were about 50 men on the altar, right. women missed part of it because they were back in the kitchen preparing for the reception. Yeah, And it just, it was a dagger through my heart. And I just thought, well, why couldn't the women be the acolytes? Why couldn't they be the readers? Why couldn't they be right there on the altar doing other things? And so I had a number of my friends from college who were legitimately fulfilling roles they were allowed to do standing next to the altar with me. And I had my, one of my best friends from college holding the book as I was being ordained. And it was such an important moment for me to have the better representation of the church there. There's a woman during that mass who actually gives a testimony on your behalf, but uh, at least as I heard the video, I couldn't make out everything she was saying. So what was this wonderful, enlightened woman saying that was good about Father Casey Cole? What'd she tell us? Oh, it's so, so long ago. I don't remember. But, uh, <laughs> You're yeah, lying. Was, You're lying, Father. <laughs> he was an important member of my ministry support team that we had during my internship. So we had a, a lay council that would advise me and give me suggestions and uh, criticize if necessary. And I, I found that to be very helpful. Yeah. And she was one that just had a good insight of who I was and what my my challenges were, what my good qualities were. And so she basically stood up and said, we as the people of this community see him fit and we're excited to to work with him as he's a priest. I promise I'm going to wind it down soon, Casey, but Father Casey calls our guest, and we have in uh, our parish the biggest pre-caner program on Long Island in New York. Every month, at least 40 or 50 engaged couples. When I ask them, do they go to church? Most don't. When I ask them why, inevitably, someplace along the line, they're going to bring up the scandals. So as a young priest who nonetheless, living in the age when the scandals were roaring, chose to embrace life in the church, as an ordained priest, what are we supposed to say, Father Casey, to people who have turned off to the church because of the scandals? 
Yeah, there are many different approaches. I mean, I think the one kind of a defensive approach is to say that there are scandals everywhere. There's nothing you could possibly join that doesn't have human frailty. And so you want perfection, well, you're going to be on your own. That's (laughs) probably not the most compelling argument, though. I would say that the the truth of Christ is true whether we fail at expressing it or not. Uh, There's something about scripture. There's something about sacred tradition. There's something about the holy sacrifice of the mass, the life of this church that has lived on that far outweighs the negative of our life. I find such beauty and truth in our history and how we transcend culture and time. There's something about it that speaks to my heart. And I love it so much that I don't want it to be only those who are tearing it down. Yeah. Be the change you want, you want, wish to see in the world, right? The, the classic line. And so I joined because in some ways it was annoying me because I did see ineffective leaders because I loved it too much to, to see it uh, crash and burn. And yeah. for me, that's why I, I promote vocation so much because I don't want to be the one turning off the lights at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be the one closing the church. There's got to be someone coming behind me. And so I, I try to give, as you say, a very optimistic a uh, very joyful uh, approach of the church because I think there is a lot to be joyful for, but we are human. And I think, I think even though we cause some struggle, sometimes the church is also the answer to that struggle. I'd like to thank Father Casey Cole. And uh, I hope for our listeners around the country, you will actually tune in to listen to him. And, and once again, Father Casey, if you could tell us how to find your stuff. Yes, you can go to breakinginthehabit.org. The main ministry is on YouTube, and you can search Breaking in the Habits or Casey Cole, and that'll bring up my page. Okay. I want to thank Father Casey Cole. One of the reasons I wanted him on personally speaking was because uh, as a priest now for many years, I love signs of hope in the church, and I find Father Casey Cole is one of the most promising young priests I've seen in a long time. He's not painting a perfect picture of the church by any means, but he loves it. He loves Christ personally, intimately. Uh, He's living the life that we're supposed to live, not just as ordained priests, but as followers of Jesus Christ all across the board. I'm so hopeful that he will touch and continue to touch many, many lives. And uh, and I hope you all around the country will get in touch with Father Casey Cole and uh, breakinginthehabit.org, is it? That's correct. Okay. Thanks to Father Casey for being with us. I hope he'll be with us many times again in the future. As we end today's program, I want to thank all of you for being with us. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can send them to me through my website, which is www.CloseEncounterTV.com. All one word, CloseEncounterTV.com. To listen to our Personally Speaking podcast with some of our most recent shows, please go to YouTube search under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. You can also listen to past episodes by going to www.ollmp.org. Ollmp.org. And you get not only recent shows, but also Monsignor Jim's weekly homilies. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking, Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz, and thank you all so much for being with us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking. Personally Speaking.